0: Something I say It's all Welcome to Leadership Reflections, a collection of leadership podcasts by me, Barry Dore. Today, this week's podcast is entitled Mary, the Unstoppable Evolution. It's almost nine years since The Lead Like Mary was published. I can't believe it's that long time already, actually. Early in the book, I described what I called a leadership evolution, introducing Mary and distancing her from the autocratic bullying, my way or the highway bill, and the lily-livered li- li- Sydney. I said... There's a very different way to lead. An authentic leader who gains their authority not from the position they hold, but because of who they are. One who demonstrates strong leadership, but in a very different way. These leaders are at the heart of an an, an amazing leadership evolution. I went on. I believe an evolution to a new kind of leadership is underway in many organisations and authentic leaders who strive to lead like Mary are emerging. I suppose nine years ago I was taking a bit of a punt There was still so much autocratic leadership around across all sectors, but change was in the air, I sensed it, and the trickle trickle had begun. Almost a decade later, I think the trend from autocratic to authentic leadership has become not a trickle, but a torrent. It was already happening up to 2019, and gathering pace, but the pandemic turned it into a torrent. Although far from dead and buried, autocratic leadership has been blown aside by recognition that change has to happen. That the way of leading an organisation has changed little over the centuries was no longer a viable option in our post pandemic world. Darwin is reputed to have said it's not the strongest who survive, nor the most intelligent, but the ones most adaptable to change. Although I could articulate back then what I meant by authentic leadership, and it made sense when I shared my thinking with others, I was struggling to find a description which positioned it from autocratic leadership. Stephen M. R. Covey in his new book Trust and Inspire provided the answer. He talked about an outdated way of leading called command and control and a new way of leading called trust and inspire. It fitted perfectly. Leadership in organisations was always about command and control. It goes right back to the Industrial Revolution. The mill owner demanding more and more from their workers. Clearly the boss. Issuing orders. Expecting obedience people who did what they were told, people who gave their hands to the mill owners who had no interest in their heads. In 1986, when I joined the brewing and pub pub conglomerates Bass, where I would spend the next 14 years, it was like stepping back into that mill. Instructions came from the top and from each of the many levels below. And the brewery workers, salespeople and pub managers at the sharp end just did what they were told. And here's the thing. It served bass well. Top-down autocratic leadership delivered results year in, year out. The company was successful in making pots of cash for its shareholders and rewarding people like me with share allocations, bonus schemes and, of course, brewery shop vouchers. But it could be an unpleasant place to work. Some of the behaviours from the senior management and from others in positions of power were disgraceful. Humiliating people in meetings, demeaning them in front of others, Shouting, demanding, bullying. All the accusations currently being levelled at Dominic Rab. And as an aside, there's no smoke without fire there. In my younger days, immersed in that culture, I guess I believed it was what leadership was about. Be a strong guy, shout, demand, and you get results. But I knew down, deep down, there must be another way. Looking back now, my biggest realisation about those days in past is what I missed opportunity. How many people there so much potential that was never realised. I said before this was a success, successful company that delivered results. I just wondered what results it could have delivered had leadership been done in a different way. But it was command and control. Command and control comes in all shapes and sizes. At one end of the continuum is Autocratic Bullying Bill. At the opposite end there are well-meaning leaders who care for their people but just cannot make the leap. They can't envisage any other way of leading but by telling people what to do. In many cases, they also micromanage. They're the people we have to focus on. I don't believe we can change the bills. We can control them but not change them. For these people near the other end of the continuum, we can help them see a different leadership paradigm and to make the leap. There's a whole number of factors that are driving this evolution to inspire and enable leadership. And it's a combination of them that is speeding up the change. But let me list some of them. Why is it changing? Well, first, I actually think there's a generational aspect to it. A whole generation of command and control leaders like my ex-colleagues are at or are close to the end of their working lives. They're retiring and handing over the reins to a new generation, many of whom have a different view of leadership than the old dinosaurs. There's a far different attitude now to bullying in the, in the workplace, than there was certainly back in my days in Bass, but even a decade ago when Lead Like Mario* was published. More and more now it's regarded as being completely unacceptable. And thank goodness for that. Recognition by senior leaders now recognise that organisational culture must change and it's made people more confident to report bullying. Human resources increasingly understand they cannot brush things under the carpet any longer. They have to investigate and act on complaints. I'm not saying it's happening everywhere. There are still far too many instances. But things have changed and will continue to do so. Bullying is no longer acceptable. And it's the same with misogynistic behaviour. The Me Too movement has helped bring about change. We know there's a long road ahead. The latest revelations of the toxic culture in the Met is a powerful example. There's still much work to, done, to do, but at least it's being identified. And more generally, behaviours, more and more organisations understand behaviours in the workplace is important now. And important behaviour of any kind cannot be tolerated. They're focused on creating value fra- values frameworks. The difference now being they mean it, they're not just doing it because it looks good in the annual report. Again, it's not everywhere. Not perfect, but it's evolving. And all the latest leadership books that are being published are based around the principle of authenticity and new ways of working. It dominates current leadership thinking. I don't see books being published advocating a continuation of command and control leadership. The world is become increasingly complex and senior leaders are beginning to realise they don't have all the answers. They can't just sit in their ivory towers and issue instructions and commands. They need to involve their people in finding the answers. Command and control can't find the answers. These changes were happening anyway; they're part of this evolution. But the pandemic, 2019 onwards, brought new forces which are changing the world of work at pace and forever. And it's no longer a world of work that can take command and control leadership if it's to flourish. The nature of work has changed for The nature of work has changed. Command and control leadership inevitably results in silo thinking and behaviour. It's so often about winning at all costs. Pulling up the drawbridge, it does nothing to foster a spirit of working together, cross-functional teams, collaboration, win-win thinking. But to work effectively now requires the destruction of these silos, encouraging collaboration, getting people working together transparently with common goals focused on mutual benefit. And the nature of the workplace has changed. Overnight, the pandemic delivered home working. This has morphed into hybrid working despite the best efforts of certain command and control dinosaurs, it's not going to return to the traditional model of everyone in the office. It's just not going to happen. With the increasing advent of more and more technology and technological breakthroughs are coming at an alarming pace, people can now work from anywhere in many roles, even in a separate country or continent. Command and control leaders rely on being able to see their people, to be able to control them. Hybrid work in command and control are completely incompatible. The nature of the workforce has changed as well. I think this is a major factor driving the evolution. Millennials and Generation Z, which is basically people up to 42 years old, increasingly dominate the workforce. They want different things from work than their predecessors, baby boomers like me and Generation X. They want to work somewhere with a meaningful purpose, where they feel they can make a difference, contribute towards building a better world. They resent being micromanaged, they want space to come up with their own, their own ideas, to be listened to, to be recognised and appreciated. They reject command and control leadership and flourish under Inspire and Enable. And finally, people today have so much choice. Those Gen Z and Millennials, especially the best ones, can choose where to work. Sorry, Gen, you can choose where to work. They can seek out organisations with meaningful purposes, with the right kind of leadership, with the right leadership culture. They will not tolerate command and control. To conclude by returning to Darwin's quote, I've increasingly convinced organisations who fail to make the change from command and control to inspire and enable leadership, and in the culture, will wither on the vine and eventually perish. They'll do so because they'll be unable to recruit and retain top talent, and will be incapable of unlocking creativity. They'll struggle on, but those competitors who build a leadership culture based on Inspire and Enable will attract the best people, unlock their creativity, and unleash their potential. There will be undoubtedly Inspire and Enable will be the winners in the new world of work. That's a podcast from my Leadership Reflections section of podcasts, and I'll see you again soon.